welcome back to another podcast episode of Car Sales 101. Now you're back with your favorite host, Tony Story. Uh, if you want to reach out with me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. On Instagram, at TNCDad2728. And LinkedIn, I'm going to be on Tony, in parentheses, Anthony's last, Anthony, <clears throat> last name Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. All right, if you get great content and value out of this podcast, please share it with somebody. That's all I ask. Just take it, share it. Give it to somebody else. Let them uh, have the ability to listen to this great content. Uh, other than that, um, you know, if you've been in the business for a while, please listen to this. Um, but man, I really, really, truly, really, truly appreciate all the um, reviews that I've gotten on, you know, Apple and stuff like that. And uh, I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't check any of the other platforms. But if you've left me a review there, that'd be all, that's great too. Okay, so um, I'm at home. Um, we have not been closed yet. Uh, there's been some dealerships around Houston that, that have closed. Uh, however, we've fared pretty uh, good at this point. But, you know, one of the things I've noticed is that the dealerships are starting to lay people off, okay? Um, <clears throat> and we had to make that hard decision to lay about six people off today. But, you know, the one thing I've always kind of looked at and I've seen in the car business and I've watched it over time is that we've been fat and happy. Um, and this is for, you know, just salespeople's manager, finance managers, GM, GSNs, GSMs. If you're listening to this podcast, we've run fat and happy for a very long time. What does that mean? It means that the profits, the car deals, um, you know, the volume, all that stuff has happened. And we've just hired people just to hire people, right? We haven't hired people to, you know, make them essential part of our business and, you know, make them a part of our culture. All we've done is just plug somebody in place to fill a position uh, that we were told, told to fill. And, you know, what I think is, is happening is, you know, now, now that we're told to, you know, kind of, you know, lay people off or, you know, we're going to have to trim some fat back and stuff like that. This is the time where I think you learn to run the most efficient. You know, whether you're, no matter what, which position in the dealership you're in, I think this is a time where you learn to run most efficient. Um, and so I'm going to kind of break it down for y'all, you know, either even as a salesperson or a uh, um, uh, sales manager, whatever it may be. Um, I'm just telling you this is how I see it and whether that it is what it is. Uh, you know, I, 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 like I told you, I'm in a different market out here in Houston. So, you know, if they've shut down the whole dealership, I completely understand. But I'm in a completely different market out here. So it's something different from, you know, what y'all might experience where y'all are at. So um, long story short is... Um, when we hire somebody, for instance, at my dealership, we're told to hire 25 salespeople. I think that's too big for the dealership that I'm at. You know, I think we could do it with about 18 to 22 highly trained salespeople, uh, and we can, we can grow that volume very easily. Um, but what happens is, is you know, we sit there and we fight the law of average, and what that means is that a salesperson, NADA or whoever it was, um, calculated the fact that every salesperson out there sells uh, on average 9.6 cars a month. Now, don't get me wrong, there's the extremes, you know, that sell, you know, 150, whatever it may be, they sell a lot of cars. Uh, however, there's those that don't sell near as many cars, and that brings the average out. So, um, and if you've been in the car business, you know, for any amount of time, I might say some stuff that might hurt your feelings, but if you've been in the car business for six months, and you've been selling three to four or five cars a month, you need to either leave the dealership you're at and go to another dealership, or you just need to get out of the car business in general. 
And the reason why is because it's just, it's not the business for you. Or you need to do some self-evaluation and you need to enhance your skills. But you are going to be one of the ones that are going to be let go at a dealership because um, there's no value to you. And so when looking at hiring people, so for instance, as a manager, when looking to hire somebody, you need to hire somebody in order to add value to them. Um, I'm not perfect at my dealership at this because of the simple fact I, I wear so many hats and so many roles, but I try to bring value to each salesperson that I can on the initial hire. Um, do I add value throughout the week or the months that they're working there? Uh, I would say no, not 100%, but you know, with us trimming our staff down, I'll be able to hone in and uh, bring more value to the salespeople that I do have, which I, I truly uh, believe is a necessity. Um, for the simple fact is, um, in, the, in this time when you're cutting back and you're, and, you're, and you're sitting there and you're having to let people go or whatever or whatnot, you need to learn how to think outside the business. So for instance, you know, Ford has allowed us to you know, get contracts signed off location and still it's illegal in all states, of all states because of the simple fact is, is that the person that's gonna sign one portion of the contract and the other person need to be in the same location at the same time. If not, they need to be notarized by somebody, okay? So that's one of the things where you need to sit there and you need to figure out how am I gonna be more efficient in that area? Um, I'm going to reach out to the Houston Automotive Dealer Association and see if we can bypass the fact that you need wet signatures on tiling documents and have those be electronically signed. I'm going to go reach out to Reynolds and Reynolds. I'm also going to reach out to uh, Route 1 and see how we can get um, signatures done digitally uh, versus having them done on site. Okay, And that's the key factor. You know, How are you going to work yourself into being le a leader in the business? Another thing is we look at the fact that Tesla and Carvana, they don't have sales managers. Um, and I'm trying to work myself out of my position but create a new position for me at the dealership where the fact that I don't exist anymore but there's a position that does exist for me. Um, so in my opinion, you know, if you're trying to run lean and clean, do you have salespeople, if you're a manager or even if, I've, if you're a salesperson, you can throw this idea out there, do you have salespeople that you think that could pencil their own deals? Yes. Um, now, for the simple fact that you know, I throw that out there, you're going to sit there and say, well, they don't know how to hold gross, right? And I disagree with you. If you are a salesperson and you're going to look at your own deals and you're going to pencil your own deals, you're going to look at the fact that you are holding gross sometimes, okay? And you're going to try to make as much gross as possible, but you need to learn that the path of least resistance is not giving that gross away and you need to hold it. Um, do, I, do I believe that they'll hold on the trade? Yes. I believe 100% a salesperson will hold on the trade. Um, they can do whatever they want in order to make profit for the dealership. Um, but you also need to, you need to also give them that barrier point on where they can and can't make money. So, you know, if it comes down to a breaking point of, hey, you're losing too much money, you need to go see a manager at this point, that's where that breaking point needs to happen, and they need to go see a manager. But this is the way, for instance, when I'm at my dealership, sorry, I keep on saying for instance, but when I'm at my, my dealership and I'm penciling a deal, and then we get done with the deal, I have to pretty much print out like 10 documents, which do not need to be printed out by me. They can be printed out by somebody else. They can be printed out by a salesperson, uh, whatever it may be. Um, and, and what that does is it creates efficiency and, and time, time saving, right? Um, another thing is, is, you know, do we give them salespeople access to vehicle locator? I do. I do believe that you give access to salespeople, uh, you give access to salespeople that know how to use the tool and give them access to vehicle locator. And the reason why is because, you know, we live in a day and age, did you walk the inventory? Yes, I believe all salespeople, even sales managers, should walk their inventory daily, 
uh, if not weekly to find out what's going on out there, to make sure all the gaps are filled, to make sure all the places or all the vehicles are in the right places, to make sure you're refreshing your old inventory with your new inventory, to make sure that you have, um, 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 you know, specials in certain areas that you want to have, make sure the lifted trucks, if you sell lifted trucks, make sure the specialty vehicles are in the right place, make sure you have the right inventory on the inside. Same thing goes for used card. Used cars. We do have a, a overflow lot that we do ha that we just recently um, built, uh, probably about two months ago. Make sure those vehicles are getting moved up the front. Make sure you don't have too many vehicles waiting for PDI. Um, and for the simple fact, you want to have too many too many vehicles waiting for PDI because vehicles need to be inspected and need to be done within a certain amount of time. So if any warranty issues do show up, but well, the reason why I think you should give your salespeople access to vehicle lo locator for the simple fact is is you as a sales manager do not walk out there and you don't know off the top of your head the exact vehicle that you have out there sometimes. And what happens is, is we sit there and we get mad at the salesperson when they don't know their inventory, right? But you're the culprit, you're the, you're the exact person that you're getting mad at them about. So what you need to do is give them access to vehicle locator, give them access to do their own pencils, and you also need to give them access to uh, evaluate their own trades. So the reason why you wanna do this is whenever they come to the fact that they're gonna pencil their own deals, they know what's going on. They can make this process efficient and streamlined. The same thing goes for customers that do research on the internet and the salesperson, um, for instance, is working a deal. If a salesperson can work a whole entire deal, he or she, and get the deposit, do all that stuff, and locate the vehicle, you bring the vehicle in, and the last thing that you have to do <clears throat> is, is just print out all the documents, sign off on the folder, or half the documents, sign off on the folder, how much more efficient that would make, would that make you at your own job? How much more time would that allow you to sit there and train those that, that really actually need to be trained versus wasting time on those that really don't need the training, that really don't need the, the, the stuff that you need? Now, don't get me wrong. You can't forget those salespeople. You still give them the attention that they need to make sure they're getting uh, what they need to be successful and that they feel like they're being needed at some point or time uh, because you don't want one of those salespeople to go off into the pasture and be completely forgotten about because eventually they're gonna look for a different job because they feel they're not, they're not being fulfilled. Whether that be through money, whether that be through acclimation, whether that be through anything, they just feel like they're not being fulfilled. Okay, before I go any further, um, let me just give me one minute. Are you gonna listen to my real quick uh, commercial break and then I'll be back, out, be back with you. All right guys, I am back, back with a, a, a vengeance, uh, but hey guys, to go on more on how to make your system more efficient. So, uh, for instance, and, and, and this is going to hit the managers a little bit harder, but um, one more thing I want to add in there. Yes, we all have access to Route 1, okay? Uh, what you can do in Route 1 is allow your salespeople to have access to pull credit and to um, pull payoffs. If you have Route 1, I think you, do, I think you can do it in dealer's track too. But, however, I do not believe... Uh, that you should give them access to submit their own deals, not unless you have a previous uh, finance manager or salesperson and you know they're completely capable of it, to submit their own deals because uh, I think that needs to be structured a different way in finance. But, you know, it's the same thing. Did you call and get the payoff? Well, no, did you call and get the payoff because you're going to pull it anyways. Uh, and you as a manager need to realize that concept that that needs to happen. Um, but anyways, uh, long story short, I think these are some of the, see, these are some of the things that are going to make you more efficient, after this whole entire COVID and everything that's going on. So what you need to do is really hone in, pay attention to the fact, how can I cut fat? 
How can I make my processes better? How can I uh, give my, my salespeople the tools to be successful? Okay, and now let's move on to um, another thing. What was I gonna talk about? I talked about a lot, guys. Um, what was I gonna talk about? Managers, 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 finance managers. Whew, man, there's a lot I got in my mind. What was I gonna talk about? Oh, um, US sales managers, you need to provide the correct training. So if you want a salesperson to act on behalf of they're gonna act as you, you need to provide them with the same uh, knowledge that you have. Um, like I said, you're not giving a salesperson complete power to do everything, right? I think salespeople should have a lot of power to do a lot of what they wanna do, but you know, at the end of the day, you need to have the ultimate checks and balances, and you need to be, be able to sign off on the folder. But the thing is, is um, you know, if you're gonna want them, don't, you, can't, you can't allow them to have these tools and then take them back if they don't um, rise up to the level that you want them to. You have to provide that correct training. Hey, this is how I see a deal. This is how I structure a deal. This is how I pencil a deal. This is what I like to see uh, in order for us to make profit at the dealership. And I think when you show that to them, um, what that will allow you to do is to create little menus and it allow them to be more successful. One thing I've also noticed is that sometimes when you give salespeople the abilities to pencil their own deals, um, you know, if I ever had to go back to, you know, selling cars, I would obviously do it, but I would also ask the dealership that I go work for, just allow me all, all ability to do what I want to do. And I'll promise you, I will not abuse it or anything like that. Um, but for the simple fact is, is I know what I'm doing. If you can't trust me, then you shouldn't have me as an employee. And that's one, I think one of the biggest keys and biggest trust <clears throat> with us as managers is that we don't feel like we have that ability to trust the salesperson trust the whatever whatever those are to make those key decisions, okay? Um, but anyways, man, there was something else I wanted to talk about. It was at the top of my mind. Oh, man, I do have to tell you this much. Having kids at the house 24-7, it does drive you nuts, drive you crazy. Um, so if you do have kids at the house, um, enjoy the time with them. But however, <laughs> they're going to drive you uh, nuts and they're going to drive you crazy. Man, I had this this idea. Um, man, what was I thinking about? Ah, shoot, 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 shoot. Um, but uh, to keep continue on, um, you as a sales manager. So, oh, this is what I was going to talk about. If you're a GM of a dealership or you're the GSM, you know I'm at a location to where you know eventually we might have to have, have to make that hard decision, hard decision or that executive decision. And I promise, this is 100% what I was going to talk about. You need to look at, this is gonna hurt some feelings, okay? I promise you this is really not gonna be the, the, what everybody's gonna wanna hear. But you're gonna have, you have sales managers and you, that at certain dealerships that are penciling um, only the amount of deals that the salespeople are selling. So for instance, you know, if you look into the reports and stuff like that, sometimes when you want to dig a little bit deeper, you sometimes have salespeople that are penciling, sales, sales managers that have only penciled and closed a total of 20 to 30 deals. You have some salespeople that can sell that many cars. And what I mean by that is, if you have a salesperson that's selling 20 to 25 cars, they understand the gist of what's going on. If you teach them how to pencil their own deals, I guarantee you they'll sit there and they'll become more um, uh, beneficial then the fact is, and I guarantee you they'll sell more cards too, is if you gave them that power. And so you, whether you're a GSM or a GM and you make the abilities, you make the decisions to hire or fire, you need to look at the fact is, 
well, what can I do? Can I, can I remove this sales manager and you know, um, create more efficiency by doing that? Because all that sales manager do is only doing 20, 20 deals, right? Now, don't do it in the fact where you hurt yourself. So for instance, if you have an inventory manager, you know you have used car managers and uh, you have an inventory manager that is very good at inventory, you can't, and if he's only penciling 20 deals a month, you can't pluck him out of that position. You just can't do it, it won't make any sense. But if you have a used car manager that all they do is just pencil deals and they do nothing else beneficial to the dealership, um, yeah, then at that point you would need to, you know, have to evaluate what their ability is and how much they're providing to the dealership. Same thing goes for if you have an internet director. Um, you know, at my dealership, we have an internet director or internet manager. We have a new car sales manager, used car sales manager, used car director, and a GSM. What happens is sometimes we look at the fact is, um, you know, can that new car manager or can that internet director do both positions? Can they act as a new car manager and they can they act as internet director? And you go, whoa, what about the, the customers? And like I told you, if you're giving the salespeople the ability to pencil their own deals, you take that uh, burden off of them and they can do that stuff without you having to hone over them. Same thing goes for finance managers. You know, if you have three finance managers and you're only doing 180 deals a month, could you ask your finance managers to uh, work at a higher level and do 90 deals a month or 80 deals a month? You know, I think an efficient finance manager can easily do, you know, 85 to 90 deals a month. Um, most people are happy with doing 60 deals. I think you're just resting on your loyal, laurels. However, um, you know, doing 90 deals a month is not very hard. It's actually very easy. The reason why I say that, you always have to look at how you're being the most efficient at your dealership. Sorry, I'm going off on a lot here, but could you, docu could you do DocuSigns? Can you sit there and make the paperwork digital? Could you sit there and make the building, the stripping, the contracting, uh, everything more easy and more accessible? Can you make the funding faster? What can you do to make your dealership run at the most efficient way possible? And uh, that's really what I'm trying to drive home to you guys. Um, you know, you really need to look at uh, if you're a GM, GSM, or a salesperson, how can you add ben added ben benefits to the dealership, make things more efficient, and you know, make your dealership run streamlined. Because in times like this, um, you know, we've had to let people go, and there's been multiple dealerships that have had to let people go. And the reason why is because they're not they're, they have so much fat at the dealership. Um, and I hate to go on too much, but even in the service department, do you have four finance managers that are acting in the fact as you know four really good finance or uh, service managers? <clears throat> I mean, say service managers. Do you have four service managers that are acting at their top game? Or do you have four service managers that are acting mediocre? Could you cut one of them and have the other three step up to act at their, at their best game? Are you having a used car manager or a uh, parts manager, you know, because your service manager is lazy? What are you doing in your dealership to create the most amount of efficiencies? Uh, I do not know too much about, you know, the, the, the service side of a dealership. Um, I only know about the service riding side a little bit. But, you know, you know, floor hours or tech hours or whatever it may be back there in the back, I can't dig any deeper. I can't tell you what's going on. But however, what I can tell you is, is the fact that, you know, how are, how are you making your dealership the most efficient? Are you running fat and happy because, you know, the time were, times were good? Or are you running efficiently because even if the times are bad, you can sit there and keep your whole staff aligned to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, uh, which therein lies to the fact of what's going on at the culture of your dealership. Is your culture designed 
to you know work through the hard times or is your culture designed to throw their hands up and say fuck this place i'm leaving and that's one of the key things uh, i don't mean to go back too much to what's going on in the culture of your dealership but, uh, because i think efficiency is a big thing about it but what is your culture at that dealership to create what you want to see and how you see it um, in the future are you telling your salespeople what your vision for them is are you telling them you know hey uh, i'd like to see you move up to this level are you providing those values to them? And that's where I'm coming into this podcast because I think all honesty, you know, I think we can sometimes release those reins on those on, on our salespeople, service advisors, whatever it may be. Um, because I told this to in one of my meetings the other day, you know, Carvana doesn't have a sales manager. Tesla does not have a sales manager. Everything's done uh, through one person. And that's typically how sales customers like it too. You, for instance, whenever you're sitting there and you're calling, uh, Apple, and I'm, I got to finish this up real quick, but when you're calling Apple, or not Apple, when you're calling um, uh, AT&T or Verizon, and you have to talk to one person, and they say, well, that's not my department, I got to switch it to another department, how frustrating is that for you? And that's what you were doing at your dealership. You are pro providing levels that are not of, 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 of customer service or not of efficiency for, for a customer to want to come into your dealership. So anyways, uh, I got to finish up. I got to uh, finish up this podcast, but hopefully I'm giving you all some gold nuggets to hopefully run your dealership more efficiently and to uh, get you past what's going on. And my prayers go out to each and every single one of y'all. So um, also, if y'all want to reach out to me, uh, you honestly need to learn how to develop your own website. I'm telling you right now, if you don't learn how to do it, you're going to be lost in the dust, lost in the sauce when everything uh, uh, finally does break down and you need to be the most efficient person out there. Uh, other than that, reach out to me. I use uh, phone sites, and I'll provide any kind of information that you need. I do have an um, uh, affiliate link, and I'll provide that to you. Uh, if you want to reach out to me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, on uh, Instagram, at TNTDad2728, LinkedIn, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story. Please share this content with anybody you'd love to. Also, you know, this could be the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure business. It is what you make it. And you know what I always say, we all win. What? When we all win. So please put this podcast into somebody's ear. I truly appreciate that. I love you guys and gals. All right. Peace.